This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Yoga is the antidote to a life that feels like it is spinning out of control, a body that is in pain, a mind that feels scattered, overwhelmed, or reaches for distractions. Small changes lead to big results and compound into a reality you want to live and feel. Christy Bloom teaches simple yet effective ways to take back control of your day and your life. Applying the right techniques with consistency will change your life and in less time than you may think. Valeria interviews Christy Bloom. She is the founder of Christy Bloom, experienced registered yoga teacher, certified breath therapist, certified heart math mentor, and raindrop therapist. When Christy Bloom was around eight years old, she felt different. She had an urging inside her that she could live a blissful life even in the chaos. Christy believed you could get more out of life if you simply chose to. She came to learn that feeling good, happy, and abundant was only accomplished when she lived in wellness and maintained her health and well-being. Christy had a whisper in her spirit that she could get what she wanted and reach her goals without actually knowing the way. She set goals for attaining things, and she experimented in having what she desired through consistent thought, action, and well-being. In time, she realized the joy wasn't about the stuff. It was about how it made you feel. Christy also discovered that she could choose to feel the way anytime she wanted to through simple practices of self-awareness, and she lived a wealthy childhood on a pauper's paycheck. As an adult, Christy has been sharing these mindfulness practices in several strategic ways that she invites you to participate in. Living well and living abundant is simple when you bring a little bit of wellness every day. She will show you how. Christy Bloom offers an online and mobile wellness experience designed to help you live your best life. She invites you to experience both virtual and in-person therapies, including yoga, meditation, breath coaching, heart math, mindset coaching, and more. Are you ready to live more? Feel better. You can experience the same results Christy has offered hundreds of clients. She will meet you where you're at, and together we will begin your transformation. Along with many certifications, she is a three-times yoga studio owner and recipient of Mind Body Online's Visionary Award 2018, a wellness industry team talent and culture lead, corporate wellness speaker, presenter, a retreat wellness contributor, and a mother of four. She was born and raised in Alberta, Canada, and a true Canadian through and through. She is currently living in San Antonio, Texas. Meet Christy at christybloom.com. Here's the interview with Christy Bloom. 
in your own words, who is Christy Bloom? Well, I am a wellness practitioner, both professionally and personally. Um, yoga and self-awareness and living from a place of owning my own existence and my own wellness has been a very important passion of mine. And it was something that I discovered very, very young. Thought I was the weird kid. <laughs> Later in life, realized that, no, this was something special. And um, from there, developed it into a business and of service for others and an offering so that I can share what I've learned over my years through both education and experience to allow people to grow their own self-awareness and establish their own wellness practices. Mm, yes, it sounds wonderful to me. Sounds like a beautiful adventure, doesn't it? Yes. The unfolding of what that looks like, owning our own existence and wellness. I love the way you said that. I think I never heard it that way. So what is like to honor and own our own existence? You just made me think about this question now. Mm, yeah. I think of it as taking back control. So when you get to a space of just starting to develop self-awareness, you don't have to be well into the practice or your own journey, but those little glimmers come up where you begin to grow that base of self-awareness and you begin to feel like you're taking back control. And when you do that, you're able to reserve the energy that you have and also increase your own energy. And I'm talking like overall energy, not in any specific area of your life, but linking it back to your overall wellness and um, owning that entire aspect of your life and realizing that certain people or certain situations that might create stress for you, they don't have to because you are owning your life. You are holding on to your power and you're taking back that control. This is stuff that's happening to you, but you're in control of your reaction to it. Yes. That's a, such an interesting answer to that question about control. And I, I guess the word control is a word that I often try not to use. And I'm wondering here why. Perhaps mm. because it has been confused with manipulation, with force. Not yeah. necessarily power, but forcing something to happen or trying to make it, it happen in a way that's not of benefit of others, mm. just ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's almost like in a, in a selfish way. But I know that this is an idea for some reason that stayed with me, my own life experiences. So I'm trying to redefine the word here in the moment. <laughs> I think that you can replace it even with the word empowerment. It's taking back that that or even just the word power, right? Regaining your own power, discontinuing, handing out that power to other people and other situations, because that becomes very draining for you, right? Does, so yeah. holding it back close to your heart, it is a very empowering experience to know that you have a handle on it. I love what you said earlier about having control of your responses to what is happening, to what happens. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. It's easy said than done, isn't it, it Christian? Is. <laughs> oh my it God. Is, yeah. <laughs> and it's important to go into it with a mindset of no prejudgment or no 
overanalyzing of how it should feel or how it should be done. Mm. Self-regulation, and that is the component that will control or um, decide what those reactions are going to be for you. It comes from self-awareness. So building that self-awareness is going to give you self-regulation. And that leads you into that regaining your power and feeling empowered. Self-awareness being the first step can happen in teeny tiny little bite-sized pieces and these little moments throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout the year that build upon each other. And it's just that it begins to flow and it, uh, it begins to replace certain things in your life and you begin to, it grows and you see more and more. Mm, yes, that's a powerful tool to have, self-awareness. And I wonder why some of us, including myself, kind of let go of that practice um, for a while. I'm very self-aware of my own inner world and how my thoughts, my memories, whatever is happening inside. But then when it comes to relationships, especially intimate ones, one with my mm. husband, that is a tough one. It's, it's so challenging to become aware of my own patterns and how yes. by responding in a certain way, I'm kind of not just allowing him, but I'm yes. feeding something in him that's just not good for both of us. <laughs> I think we put too much on ourselves, honestly. I think, and I hear this from so many people with my clients or in my world, where we just have too high of expectations for ourselves. And we feel like we have to reach a certain something at a certain date. And if we don't, then we fall back into that sort of category of feeling failure. And that completely reverses any work that we might have been doing. I really love to just take it from the perspective of simplify it, simplify it, simplify it. And there is honestly too, there's so much information out there. There's so much available on the internet and social media, and it gets overwhelming. And we start to feel like, we need to be doing this, or we should be trying that, or well, that didn't work. So let me look over here. And I truly believe that we have our own guidance. Mm, we know yeah. what is best for us. So and too often, so we true. just get in our own way. So and true. we can follow our intuition. And sure, we can supplement that with various research on topics that interest us, or if we want to progress in certain areas. But you don't have to overhaul your life. It's small changes and they have to be doable and they have to be enjoyable. Ah, that's so true. I love your message. That message of simplicity, that's one that we need to be reminded of for those who have not come across the message, which I think most of us have. It's a beautiful reminder to be patient, be simple and simple in the sense that in the way that you speak of is just even more amazing to me. It's listen to our own intuition, our own inner guidance. It feels very natural anyway. Like, why mm -hmm. not? Talk to me for a moment about that, Christy. How do we know the difference between listening to that intuitive guidance without getting mixed up with other things, you know? Yes, of course. Getting to your own basics, really bringing it down to who you are at the core and ignoring the noise externally. So when we're talking about tapping into our own intuition and being our own guidance, that is coming from our heart. That is coming from our soul. That is that diving deep into that flow and just allowing. When we're listening to the external 
the voices that the inner critic that we have for ourselves for one and the noises in our external environment that is getting into the ego and that is not the self that is something that thinks it's got our best interest in mind but it really doesn't it's just thrashing around out there hoping to survive and often it does because it is a very powerful message so the fastest and easiest way to be sure that you are listening to your own intuition and following that path is to notice how you feel Quite often we move through the day and we're just bouncing from thought to thought. We're bouncing from situation to situation and we get to the end of the day and we realize we haven't experienced much of that day. We haven't tapped into how this felt or how that felt or how that person made me feel good or bad. And so we're quite disconnected from how life feels, not how life is, but how life feels. When we begin to build those self-awareness little nuggets, it all comes from the feelings, recognizing if they are feeling certain ways within our body or if they're connected to certain thoughts that come up. Mm, True. Yeah, that's a very good guidepost. I guess the reason I was just listening to you and thinking about before, when years back, before I did a lot of the healing work and spiritual understandings that I have now, I couldn't trust my intuition because mm-hmm. the body and the mind would give me the wrong information all the time. The feelings were just so distorted. They didn't have this connection to reality. So it was completely disconnected uh, because mm-hmm. of trauma. So mm-hmm. what do we do in this case? I'm just kind of reflecting here as an introspection, actually, about my past. For those cases of trauma, and how, do we, how do they learn to distinguish those, those voices, Christy? I always bring it back again to the feeling. So thoughts and feelings can very much be connected, but they can also be separate in our own actual experience. So the thoughts tend to take over. They can become racing. They can become overwhelming. And they can also be very dictating in how we should be feeling. The feelings, however, will never lie. And being able to get to a place of separating those two so that you can draw an articulation out of how you might be feeling in that moment. And when I say feeling, I mean any kind of emotion that is coming up. Um, so drawing that out and being able to articulate it and a thought may come from that, or even just a word may come from that, that may not at all be what you thought the thought was. I don't know if that's making complete sense, but it'll help you see the roots of the trauma. It'll help you see what actually is going on. And there you can work in that area. The other thing I like to use a lot too is when we're in this racing mind thought process, we can neutralize that or sort of disturb it to to kind of say halt, just pause, and then choose to go a different direction. And we can do that through questioning. Um, so that brings us back to yeah. our prefrontal cortex, the part of our brain that is critical for our cognitive functioning and keeps us in the present without reaction. Mm. So... When those thoughts are really going or it's starting to feel overwhelming or maybe even getting into the panic part, 
to pause and ask the question. Whatever the whatever it is that feels right, even something as simple as why is this thought here right now? What am I feeling right now? Very, very little things. No big questions. No try not to be, figure out big answers. Just baby steps. Yes, that really resonates true to me. And I often do that. Questions. I love questions. That's why I do this in the first place. Yes, deeper connections with others. And then, of course, practicing asking deeper questions. Yeah, I always like to use breath, breathing to create that initial neutralizing first. So drawing your awareness back to your breathing. And I, so I, I work with a lot of clients with breath therapy. But when I say breathing in, in this instance, it's just a very simple inhale and exhale. And that is enough to neutralize the sympathetic nervous system overrunning and bring you back to a, a state of, okay, what is actually happening right now as opposed to getting into reaction? So a few simple inhales and exhales, going to a question, and then deciding where you're going to go from there is very effective. Yes, I love that as a suggestion. It's a beautiful one. And more that everybody could try, can try any at in, yes, any time, anywhere. Yes, that's the beautiful thing about breathing. We have it with us all the time. It is free. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's always available, right? Yeah. Do you actually use the, the words, the concepts of the soul, heart and self in the same way, Christy, or they are somehow different? I do, yeah. I tend to utilize them depending on who I'm speaking with or the situation that I'm in, but I do believe they are all the same. That's good to know. I made a note here. So hard in self. So another initial question that I have for you is about, I mentioned off record. So I know you're a yoga teacher, breath therapist, certified heart math mentor, raindrop therapist. I never heard about this kind of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. So that takes me back to my real early days, I initially entered this world of wellness over two decades ago as a registered massage therapist. And prior to that, I did take my certification in raindrop therapy. So it is a very, very relaxing, gentle massage therapy practice involving essential oils. Uh, And the essential oils mm -hmm. that it involves are um, very pure And um, it's dropping at a certain height and layering the oils in a certain way that then um, very gently get massaged in. Yes. Hi, Christy. Oh, yeah, that, that's it's simple, too. I love how simple you make everything. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know. I had no idea. Raindrop. I love that. I love the, the word. But I did know I use essential oils all the time. Not for massage, yeah. but I use it with the diffuser. It's so supportive for... Well, obviously for relaxation, but really great for inflammation or pain or tension. Yes, that's good to know because I use it and I would recommend it to anyone. Mm -hmm. So another initial question is the idea of wellness, the concept of wellness. What are some of the signs in general when we are well, when we are living that, that reality of what wellness mm -hmm. is? For me personally, some of the biggest signs that came up over the year were how I was able to respond to various moments in my life, not from a reactive way, but from a, okay, 
I'm accepting this. Acceptance is huge. And when you can feel at a place that something can happen or somebody can say something to you and you, or even just yourself, judgment or or criticism of yourself, if you can accept and have no reaction to what you just heard or what you just experienced, then you know that you are living from a place of your parasympathetic nervous system. You're living from your heart, your yourself, your true mm-hmm. self, mm-hmm. and not in that ego state of fight or flight and reacting and and allowing your again your power to be given away to all this external stuff, energy, people, experiences. Feeling like you're you're regaining your wellness also just gives you that sense of joy. And it doesn't, you know, the funny thing is I years ago went through a divorce. So this was, and I had children. And so it was quite complex and it was, it was intense and all of that. And there was a lot of back and forth and, and, um, lawyers and all of that. Honestly, when I look back on my life, it was one of the most joyous times. Mm, And the reason being is because of the state that I was in, I had gotten myself to a place of wellness for me. It's different. It will be different for everybody, but of wellness for me and really truly owning my experience in life and owning my power. And therefore the things that were happening, happening externally did not affect me in the way that they had before. Uh, yes. Wow. So it goes back to the, that message. Yeah, the same message we talked before. Gosh, I could listen to that all day long, <laughs> maybe for ages. Yes, not giving away our power, which we all have within us. But I guess it's the work of healing, isn't it, Christy, that gets us to uncover this power that you speak of. It really is. It, that vulnerability factor too, right? It's scary. It can be really scary to to open up and start asking yourself these questions or seeing things in different perspectives. And it does not feel safe. And that is why oftentimes it's shied away from. And it doesn't feel safe because of that ego, because that is creeping back in. That is not the self, right? So building these little, little bits of self-awareness moment after moment, day after day, starts stifling out that ego. It starts overpowering it and it becomes the greater, the grander voice. Mm. And all of a sudden we're able to be vulnerable Mm. without feeling affected by the vulnerability. Uh, And we gain so much more from life that way. We experience so much more joy. We just experience so much in general. Mm. We're able to see and meet people where they're at. Wow. It sounds very spiritual to me. Of course, you're a yoga teacher and to me is a spiritual practice, yoga. Mm-hmm. And of course it is, right? Fundamentally it is. It has become exercise for some people, but... Yes. And isn't that the, the thing, right? The common Western idea of yoga is that it is simply another form of exercise. Yes. In fact, it is far, far broader than that. And it is uniting the body, mind and the soul. Mm, and we yeah. fall back into balance naturally. Um, again, coming back to, we are our own guidance and we've got this. We just have to bring ourselves back into that balance. <laughs> yes. To get there. Yes. I love that message again. <laughs> I keep saying that because this is, this is what we need really, right, Christy? When we, 
look at our shared reality and what's happening with so much disconnection, violence and all that. Yes. Isn't it what we are needing, this understanding that of the interconnectedness of life, um, of yeah. our own spirituality, just uniting again, body, mind and soul. Am I missing something or well, this is really what we need to change in a sense, not that I want change, but if we all wanted to be realize our deepest desires here as a, as a human being, which to me is peace, inner mm-hmm. peace, then mm-hmm. that's what it takes, isn't it? That's what mm-hmm. is missing in a way, spirituality. I completely agree with that. It's incredibly simple, yet it's not easy. It's not even close to easy. And it is such a struggle for most, but it is an easy answer. Yes. And I do connect healing to spirituality, though, although it's mm-hmm. a bit different the way I kind of see them. Healing being this unblocking mm. of what gets in the way of the true self, of the soul. Mm. So the opening of that little by little, it could be a lifetime even. And then the open up to possibilities, the choices that we have is the one that you have been saying beautifully of mm-hmm. um, not reacting, just coming from a place of peace already. And spirituality, this is almost like a, the personal journey. A healing would be the personal journey to spirituality, which would be more universal. That's when we mm-hmm. start doing what you're doing, <laughs> helping <laughs> others from that place. I don't know if it makes sense to you, but that's how I, I see it. Yes. Oh, you, you articulate it so well. So it's the, that universal energy that it's just, that's what we need to tap into that. And I know it's not easy yeah. <laughs> because of the healing, the, the healing process, it has to take place first. But some people, they do have spiritual, it's a spiritual awakening, a spiritual awakening experience or mystical experience. Mm-hmm. And then they become healed from, you know, the traumas they had and all the, I mean, they change completely yes. at the body it mind level. Happen. Yeah, it, it does happen. And those are profound moments. They they really are. Uh, the healing process is, is a journey. And just when you think you've peeled off the last layer, they, there could be another layer there. Yes. <laughs> that needs a little bit of attention. <laughs> or it might be completely changing course. And that's okay. That's the biggest thing, if anything, I would love your listeners to take away from that. If they're going through that process for themselves, is just accepting it and knowing that it's okay. It's okay to be feeling any certain way at any certain point. The biggest thing is to allow it. When we bring in that resistance and we begin to fight it, that's when we just keep it all stuck, if not shove it down even further. By allowing it to be there, tapping into how it makes us feel, the the actual physical feelings and emotions that we're experiencing attached to that, accepting them as being there, that is how we release it. Mm, And each time we do that, we build and grow our self-awareness to a point where we really are tuned into ourselves. And we know, we know what our needs are. We know how to feel our best. We know how to live our best. We know how to get the most out of our lives. And that tips in then to that self-regulation where you are owning your existence you are in full you've got your full power radiating and the life that is happening around you isn't so bothersome to you anymore Mm, yes wow yes and that's a truly powerful place to to be a place less Mm -hmm. place less place to be 
of just an acceptance of everything the way it is. You know, sometimes I feel like when I try to change something or somebody, like my husband, anybody around me or the world the way it is, it feels like almost that I'm challenging the universe or challenging mm. God in a way that, oh, God doesn't know what he's doing, he, she's doing. <laughs> so let me yeah. kind of throw here my suggestions. I don't know. Do, do you actually believe that, that everything that is happening now, it's, it's just for the exercise of freedom and they happen the way they happen. We can't really change anything in a way. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't try to make sense of any major mm, yeah. things that are happening. I, I become very overwhelmed by violence and, and it's not anything that I can ever make sense except of or ever make ever make sense of or accept or understand in any sense sense of anything at all i boil everything down in my world and my life to myself i bring mm. it back to me mm. and i ask myself mm. what am i willing to you know it's like that mother teresa quote and i'm not going to get this correct exactly i know but it's how something along the lines, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Uh, go home and love you. Because mm. if we can create small yeah. changes within ourselves, there's yeah. a trickle effect to that. That goes to our family. That goes to our spouses. That goes to our children, our friends, our colleagues, our community. And it's going to trickle out into the world around us. Yes, it's not an overnight thing and it doesn't happen flawlessly for sure. But I truly do believe in that energy. And I believe so deeply in the power of that connected energy for good. And and I I sure hope that we can get some of that rocking and rolling. I, um, yeah, it's it's there. There's a lot of amazing people out there who can tap into it. And yeah. Ah, wow. Yes. Billion times to that truth, which it is one to me. Yes. Just going back to you, always coming back to us, right? Because we are not separate from the whole anyway. We are part of it. And you know, you're talking about your husband. I, I ask myself this question almost every day too, when I'm in a conversation with my husband or making decisions or being annoyed by something he's doing or whatever it might be. Yeah, I do try to bring it back to myself as often as possible and just accept that moment. This is what it is. If I say anything, it may not come across as the way I wanted it to be. And very often the situation fizzles quite quickly. Yes. Yeah, I see that's a wonderful awareness to have. Sometimes I wonder why it's easier to, with the intellect, to grasp these beautiful, huge concepts, such as the one of oneness, that everything's interconnected. Mm. I'm very devotional. I love that. I don't see it differently. As from the big picture, I see just one thing happening, one reality holding all this. Mm. But then mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the small, as you, I mean, I love the way you talk about the small steps, small chains, because yeah, we have to bring that understanding, this broad understanding that's so beautiful into this more dense reality, you know, the body-mind mm. complex and, and relationships. And then it seems like that steps into different energies from what I see, which the body is very much all about survival, you know, the root chakra. For me, for some reason, it's easy to 
let go. Like if I was diagnosed with some deadly disease, whatever, I would, it would be easy for me to just be peaceful. Ah, because mm. it's almost like the root chakra would easily connect to the intellectual, broader knowledge of that everything's connected, that I'm loved and supported by life itself. So mm. no problem. But then when it comes to the heart, that is emotions, feelings. That seems to be very guarded, That those energies, right? It doesn't yes. easily open. Especially if you grew up in an environment where sharing emotions was not mm. a big thing, yes. right? Maybe yes. it, it wasn't accepted or maybe it just wasn't what the family did. And no fault to them. That's just a generational thing quite often, right? Right. Feeling those emotions, though, and accepting them and understanding where they're rooted is the key. It is absolutely the key to being free of what is holding you back, what is restraining you, what is is getting in the way of being and mm. feeling and, and living the life you want. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. And so it goes back to the work of opening the heart, right? And also opening to emotions and feelings in general of others, right, Christy? Because it seems like I get almost like automatically something, the heart rejects any energies that they are of fear, of unkindness, anything that doesn't vibrate at that level. I don't, I don't know if probably I'm using, I don't, from, I'm not sure if I'm using the right language, but there's something about the rejection of certain emotions with me. Mm. And that doesn't help because automatically when my husband gets angry, oh, mm. then it gets me triggered. Not yeah. in the sense of me becoming angry too, but, but in rejecting his anger which doesn't yes. help. <laughs> right. It <really> doesn't help. <laughs> yes. And you know, sometimes one thing that can be quite helpful in those situations is using an affirmation or a mantra. Mm. Um, yes. So something as simple as I'm okay right now. Or right now, my presence is needed. Mm. Using uh, your breath, just mm. a simple inhale, simple exhale, or maybe just an exhale. Honestly, those <laughs> yes, that those often comes first. <laughs> yeah, yes. and then um, yeah, just this very simple affirmation of "I am okay right now." Yeah, he can be continuing on with what he's saying or what is he, what he's doing. I mean, unless if he requires an immediate answer from you for something that is needed in that moment. Does it really matter whether you engage with him or not? It probably not. What matters is that you maintain how you feel about this so that it does not snowball into something far greater than it needs to be that ends in hours long of then you feeling terrible because and you're rehashing it and ruminating on all, what was said and, and what was done and all of that. So pausing, just like putting the brakes on your own again you cannot control the other person mm, right. you're not going to get him to say something differently or stop doing what he's doing right you're in the driver's seat of you so using your breath a simple inhale or or just a real big exhale <laughs> frustrating pausing, pausing with <laughs> <Yes>. an affirmation <laughs> or quick little question of does this matter right now and that's going to put the brakes on that snowball effect of, of reaction within you. Oh, I love that. Thank you for the suggestion. And this is good for people who are listening to. I'm not the only one. I'm sure I'm not alone no. <laughs> when it comes to those things. Uh, 
I talked to somebody else here about pressing, repress, suppressing emotions. So, and she said that by doing, well, she picked that up somehow. I don't know. And probably I talked on and on about my husband and all that. And then she said, I think you're, you're suppressing the emotions. I think you are, you're suppressing them. And this is not good. It's not good for you. Mm. In a way, not responding, not reacting, but also not suppressing. So not that suppressing, is, just accepting. Um, Mm, accepting yeah, doesn't yeah. mean that you, um, yeah. accepting is a little bit in the same category of forgiveness. It does not mean that you are condoning what is happening right now, but allowing acceptance to be there means that you're not creating a lasting negative effect on yourself. It, it, it that's going to stop an emotion or trauma to begin with in terms of being suppressed. And it can also help bring suppressed emotions out and keep them out. Right. Oh, I love this exercise. It's kind yeah. of a little bit along the lines of, of your comfort zone, right? To getting, moving into that really place, that place of being uncomfortable is not fun. But it can be very powerful to bring up those suppressed emotions and understand okay, well, why is this uncomfortable? I, I really want to know why. And using acceptance as, as a big tool to do that is very helpful. Yes, yes, it, it very much is. And I, I think I'm doing that naturally already. I say what I have to say in a kind way, or at least I try. And then uh-huh. I just go into silence, meditation, and I ask those questions. Why is so, this uncomfortable? Why, um, mm-hmm. why am I having these feelings, these but they have been repeating, it has been just a pattern I, I observed because of that. It seems to me that comes from childhood, just mm-hmm. seeing a lot of anger around me in that mm. age as a child and trying to pacify, you know, those angry yes. people around me and just getting hurt by them and then trying to heal them or to, to yes. make them peaceful and instead of, of trying to. Do. Yeah, isn't it funny? Right. Yeah. But you know, the fact that you're seeing that pattern yeah. is excellent. You've got that awareness factor, right? Yes. Working into into allowing it to be there is, is the next step. Yes. As long as it feels safe. And there's right. lots of, I mean, if it feels safe, go there. But if it doesn't feel safe, there are lots of modalities out there that can be very supportive of that process for you. Yes. Um, gosh, and I'm in touch with so many healers, <laughs> therapists, yeah. so, kind, so many methods. It's incredible. I usually, I have tried therapy, I think, just for a week, not that long, and immediately it didn't feel like it was my path of healing mm. or finding peace. And then spirituality has been my path, which yeah. is the one that for some reason was Buddhism. Now it has been Vedanta, Advaita Vedanta. That's a more yeah. direct path. Uh, to, but then it becomes very... Also, it's very intellectual and it's knowledge-based. And then, which mm-hmm. is a challenge, great because it's direct. It's so at the understanding, felt understanding is here. But now embodying, bringing that flavor into yes. the parts that needs to be healed, then it's not as, it's not easy. Yes. It's a slow, it's, it's so a slow process. <laughs> because it's you. Spirituality is about you. It's, it's your own light that you're igniting or you're trying to understand, or you're trying to get to the root of whatever. Therapy is is great, 
on many levels, but it's another person's opinion of your situation. Uh, Whereas yes. spirituality, that's your own guidance. That's you. You know what is best for you. You know how to heal yourself. Your body knows how to heal itself. You just have to get out of the way. Yes. <laughs> cloud it, right? Yeah, that's it, Chris. Yeah. Again, beautifully said. Yeah, it resonates true to me, to the heart. Yes. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a billion times to that. Yeah, that cl- was clear to me that there was my path was a direct one. But then the little things, right? It's such an, an amazing adventure, this. Isn't my it? Life. <laughs> every day. Wow. Yes, every day. And mm-hmm. with that, I want to mention the um, the blog post, I think I mentioned off record, that you have written on your website. It's titled, Five Things You May, you may Be Doing That Weaken Your Resilience. And the mm-hmm. one that caught my attention immediately, it was five, because you, you talk about the heart and you say, your heart might be closed or partially closed. I just wrote part of it. You say, this could be because you are currently experiencing fear or sadness, shame or guilt. All of these emotions have incredibly strong roots. They weaken your resilience and block intuition. That just stopped me when I read this. I said, gosh, this, that's so true. It is. I, yeah. I love that you keep saying that. I know it would, uh, you talk about small steps, and but the one of the messages that really caught my attention it's, it's the intuition one, to, uh, it's following your own natural wisdom. And we do know, yes. we just don't have the courage a lot of times to, to follow it. Or we're being flooded with too much information. I mean, we live in a world now where we can go on Google or, or social media and, and look up anything. And then we think that's the solution. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it might not be our solution. We, uh, you hmm. use the word wisdom and that is so true. We have our very own and our very powerful wisdom. Um, too often we forget about that or we we don't listen to it. Yes, we give away the power, as you said. Yeah. And I wonder if that's a part of the play of life where, you know, everything is interconnected anyway. It's not, it's a challenge not to feel connected when something horrible happens, like what's happening now, mm-hmm. uh, the wars that are happening. It's it's kind of immediately kind of gets me to feel sad immediately. I can't help it. And the only thing I can think of, which makes sense because I'm a human just like those humans and we share yeah. the same ground of reality. So of course it's going to affect us. But then yeah. it's just stepping, kind of creating a distance, some sort of distance between that, what's happening out there and what's happening here has been happening that makes a huge difference for me has has been has been like incredibly helpful going back returning mm. to my own home it becomes calm again okay there's a war some horrible things are happening but but for now here it's quiet it's peaceful um so i wonder what my role is you said it earlier it's always taking care of our inner world first, going back to ourselves yeah. first. That's how we do the work, actually, isn't it? To help humanity. And that's somehow. how we do the work for others, too. Because if we are taking care of ourselves, there's that trickle-out effect where others benefit from our having healed ourselves mm. and from our own mm. joy and yeah. gratitude and oh, compassion yeah. and love that we have now built up and are ready to spread and share. Mm, yes, that's it. And that's why I don't watch TV <laughs> or, yeah. or do any 
too too much research about these things that are happening. One time, that's enough. <laughs> and yeah. then that's it. So we're almost at the end. I'm, it has been a wonderful conversation to have. And the one that I, I mean, I just love this this type of connection. I live for them. It's so, it's deep. It's depth, what I'm interested in. So the self-aware, the ebook that you are offering, that you offer to anyone who books a 15-minute free consultation with you, it's titled Self-Awareness is Your Superpower, is a how-to guide. And there you sent me a copy with some information, something that caught my attention there was when you say, creation is my meditation. And then you mm. said, when I create, I'm free. When I'm free, I'm whole. Mm. That just resonates so true. Talk to me about the inspiration for that. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So yes, I love the little book because it it does offer those little tidbits that are so simple to do and that allow you to build that self-awareness piece for yourself. And believe me, things will snowball from there. But specifically, the creation is my meditation. I was inspired but to put that specifically in because there is a intimidation factor to the the idea of meditation for a lot of folks. Um, there is this idea that it has to be a certain type of practice done in a certain way, done in a certain place for a certain amount of time. And I don't believe that to be true at all. I've been a, a professional and a personal practitioner of meditation for close to 30 years. And it is anything that allows you to understand yourself better, allows you to listen to your thoughts that come out with up that come up without judgment or analyzing, but listening them to them to undersell and understand yourself better. It's really becoming your own best friend mm. and leaning into mm. who you are and creation mm. in yeah. any form can do that for yourself. I know I've talked to so many people who say, well, I don't meditate, but I dance. Uh, yes. I don't I do not do meditation, but I'm a crafter. I don't do meditation, but I'm an artist and I paint. And to me, that's meditation. That's a moment that you are experiencing. First of all, it's a moment you carved out of your day for you, for your own self-care, for your own wellness. So yay, first of all, for doing that. And secondly, it allows you to disconnect from the racing thoughts and just tap into that moment, being present. Perhaps certain ideas or thoughts will come up for you and that'll give you an opportunity to inquire deeper into why they're there. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I didn't expect all the, the explanation and that, the, the uh, unfolding of, of that very powerful phrase, creation is my meditation, but it makes so much sense. Yes. yes, and I love the way you say that. So meditation doesn't have to look in a certain way for everybody. No. We can... So yeah. A mm. couple of things that are so important to me when I'm working with anybody or just in conversation is it has to be simple. This work has to be simple and it has to be enjoyable, has to be doable for you. And it also has to be in a way that feels good, that that feels right for you. And it doesn't have to be this elaborate, you don't need to overhaul your life or create these big changes. I'm a huge believer in what you do all the time is far better, far more powerful. You get way better value out of it 
than if you do one big thing every once in a while. Mm, yes. Uh, that's a beautiful insight too. <laughs> Powerful one. Yeah. Yes. So habits, right? Doing whatever. Habits, we, yeah. mm, oh, they're powerful. Yes. Very much so. You're so wise. I love your wisdom, Christy. <laughs> yes. Coming from that place. <laughs> Thank beautiful you, place. Valeria. I, uh, I love this work. I love this, all of this. <laughs> yes, I can tell. <laughs> I can definitely tell. So I wanted to mention again the offerings. So this link will be on the podcast profile, the ebook. That's again, it's titled Self-Awareness is Your Superpower. So to access that, just book a consultation, 15 minutes, it's free and I have the link. So that will be on your podcast profile. And also the Facebook page, and it's a private Facebook page. They offers free, I'm reading, free yoga classes, guided meditation, and other wellness related content. So I also have, it's called The Well, and I have the link here too. will be on your podcast profile. So I want to mention the services as well. So complimentary wellness consultation, as I mentioned earlier, coaching session, corporate uh, wellness and group bookings and private events as well. There's anything Mm -hmm. else that I missed? Did I miss anything, Christy? You, You got it all so beautifully. Thank you. So I have everything here and I'll have your website too. The link, everything will be on our podcast page. Well, it has been amazing to talk to you. Um, I love how genuine you are, how wise <laughs> it's coming. Oh. I mean, it's just like a song. It's like listening to the most amazing, beautiful song. That's what it, it sounds like. And in a way, it almost feels like it's enough. Like if I died minutes from now, ah, oh. this was amazing. <laughs> I listened to the most beautiful song. Yes, there's something about, I know some people, they talk about not having thoughts. You know, like meditating to the point of just right. not thinking. But I, I contemplate thinking this way, the way like coming from the universal mind, the spiritual mind. And that's what I, I listen. I get to listen all the time from people that I speak with here on the podcast. So it's a sacred space for me. Mm. Thank you so much, Christy, for joining. Thank you so much. This has been just such a delightful time. And fun, right? I love the fun part yes. because we talk about deep things and all, but, you know, some concepts, they are, they can get complicated for some people, but it's the fun that really counts in the end. It's it so is. true, Enjoy. right? It is. Yeah, you have to really be playful. Yes. If not, yeah. what's this all about, right? <laughs> yes, yes. A billion times that truth as well. Yes. So... Yeah. I wanted to ask, I have this ending question. So let me ask you one of these. I'll ask you the questions that I usually ask everyone. I have other questions here. Let me see if I could actually, I could change that for a minute. I like, I, I usually don't like being programmed and using the same questions, but there's some questions mm. that had they, nev- they can never leave me. <laughs> they're so, yeah. I guess that they have a lot of, they carry a lot of meaning, I guess. So I'll ask you the question anyway. Uh, what three experiences you wish everyone to have before they die, before they lose the body? Pure joy. <laughs> yes. Pure joy is <laughs> something that perhaps, I mean, uh-huh. hopefully many, many people have experienced. I think that some people think they have experienced it. Yeah. But when you do experience it, you know it's a bit different than perhaps what you had thought it was. Pure joy is the greatest experience I've ever had in life. That's for sure. I also would want them to experience what it is to be okay with being uncomfortable. 
I think that's a very empowering uh, experience to go through because you understand how strong you are and you understand how much more foundation you'll create for yourself that will have an impact on the rest of your life. And I think the last one would be just to really be your own best friend and know that you have your own back because you know what is best for you. And too often we begin going down these rabbit trails of listening to others' opinions of us or reading something online and deciding we're not enough or or we need something different. And that just isn't the truth at all. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I love that. What's not to love about that? All the three points. But you made me yeah. curious. I have to ask you at the very end, I have to ask you. So what is your experience? How would you describe the experience of pure joy? For me, I can take it back to only two experiences I've ever had where I I recognize that as pure joy. And it was as if, I know that this sounds so cliche because it's said so often, but as if literally time stood still, there was this illumination, this vibrancy to energy and, and my surroundings. It was every cell within my body felt great, just felt so good. And there was so much excitement. There were no worries. There were no problems. There was no anxiety. It was just pure joy. Wow. Did that come from meditation? Um, Chris, if you don't mind me asking. You know what? It, it, it wasn't meditating at the time. I was oh. literally just experiencing life. Um, oh. But I do believe it come. It came from my years of practice and building that self-awareness so that I could get to that place of, of understanding what this moment really was. Right. Oh, wow. So it's a, a moment where it's, it's a timeless moment, isn't it? Placeless, it is. spaceless, timeless. It's almost like freedom, isn't it? The, the feeling yeah. of freedom, returning to yeah. freedom. But that's what we essentially are. And, you know, right. it, it's so free, like it's so brief because then life trickles back in quickly, floods back in more often. (laughs) Yes. But, but, you know, could you imagine if we could build that moment to the next one and the next one and the next one? It would be incredible. Yes. Were you able to do that to uh, replicate? No, not in that time. They were both just isolated, singular, joyous moments. Yes. So perhaps pure joy is not a an experience to look for, but it might be an experience to have. Uh, and then it's the insights that we have from that experience that could kind of perfume the rest of our, our mundane experiences. It, it sounds like yeah. to me, I'm not sure. that's um, Yes, no, I would describe it that way as well. And, you know, noticing it for what it is, for one, and we don't do that. Uh, we, we, we're kind of closed off and clouded sometimes and we don't fully recognize a moment that's happening in the present as you know we're we're going through many things in our minds about what we should be doing or what we shouldn't be doing and and not experiencing that moment and 
Yeah. So noticing, noticing, actually, this is great. This is great. I'm just going to hang out here for a moment because it feels amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. It might be also that, um, I mean, being in the moment, being present to what is present, there's something about that that brings joy, that sense of freedom to me has been my experience. It's true. When I'm present, then I feel joy. Joy arises spontaneously. Oh my God, Christy, I can almost don't want to let you go. <laughs> it's like saying <laughs> goodbye is not easy. Thank you, I have no. to say, thank you so much again for your presence in our shared reality, the wisdom, the timeless wisdom they, they have been sharing. And it's a, I mean, you have mm. this very beautiful presence that's needed, very much needed, uh, very much needed. So thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being Thank open. you. Thank you so much for having me and and just chat, chatting with me. This has been excellent. <laughs> yes, we'll be in touch again. Bye for now, uh, Christy. Bye-bye. Take good care. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Christy Bloom and her work, please visit christybloom.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.